Get the best odds on all the big games this March. Download the Circa Sports Iowa app today. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, everybody. It's the Title IX Podcast on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. I'm Steph Copley with Elisa Woods. Hey, Elisa. What up? How are you? I'm fab. I'm fab too. Before we started recording, we got on a little tangent about the show Making It. If you guys haven't watched it, you need to. If you didn't think that we could get excited about just about anything, we can. (laughs) And we could probably do an entire podcast just on Making It. I bet we could do more than one, frankly. (laughs) Maybe we could do that for next season. Maybe. If you like Amy Poehler or Nick Offerman, or you like doing anything around the house DIY, you like the show. For sure. Yeah. Or even if you don't, it's just entertaining enough that I think you'd like it. It is. It's punny. It's it is very punny yeah yeah it's good love stuff. a pun jared's here too but he doesn't have a microphone so we're just gonna ignore him the same way he ignores us rude, rude. oh his um his computer is pink and i love it it's rose gold i love it rose gold is pink gold no it's not i love rose gold don't talk I about love pink rose gold. gold i love pink pink makes everything better i don't i like pink too but rose gold and pink are not the same they're pretty damn close if you say so i'll let you have that for now <laughs> it's episode 53 it's the last episode before football Hey-o. are you ready for you for you for you um yes i'm was ready was that your like yeah that <laughs> your club like, entrance yeah <laughs> <laughs> do it again it's <laughs> <laughs> really good arnold does it really good <laughs> i'm impressed <laughs> wow. wow. I have a little tickle in my okay. throat. You get that. a drink while I shout out to the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State. Tell me when you're done with your drink so you can do your hoodie hoo. Um, hoodie hoo. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I bet everybody on campus, including the Ivy students, are pumped 
for the week one of the football season. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of cardinal and gold on campus. It's the best time of the year. And black. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And black. How could I forget my favorite (laughs) school color? Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. We are, of course, also sponsored by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. And Elisa and I got our hands on some new swag from our friends over at Mississippi River, including some of their salted caramel Irish cream. So excited. Holy smokes. And I have to say, uh, I told, uh, in a text message, I told Elisa, it's almost Irish cream baking season, to which she replied, every day is Irish cream baking season. All year long. (laughs) Okay, so tell us what you did. So I, um, when I was at the fair, somebody else (laughs) made this dessert that sounded really good, and it had a dulce de leche whiskey um, frosting on it. And so I just had some extra cake in the freezer as I do. <laughs> as one does. <laughs> as an at-home baker yeah. does. So I made some of that frosting, just whipped it up. With Cody Road? With Cody Road, yep. And because I was like, I might be getting a little bit more, um, might as well use what I got. That's right. But I just used the good old-fashioned the original, the OG, or did you use the, the old-fashioned old fashion. mix? Okay, I didn't know. I didn't know if you meant like the original <laughs> no. or the actual old-fashioned. I fashion. was gonna say the good old-fashioned, <laughs> and then I was like, no, wait, it was a regular, and then I was like, it was old-fashioned. So, yes. Okay, well, perfect. So I think what Elisa and I are gonna do is we're gonna try some. We did this last year just for fun. We used the Irish cream and a couple of the yeah. baking treats we did. I think we're gonna do it again. Yeah. We'll just keep you guys uh, up to date on what we're trying and what works and what doesn't. And what if we, in uh, addition to drinking yeah, it, yeah, what if we make a little uh, glaze for something that we smoke too wouldn't that be yummy that's a great idea just came to me Okay. So let me whip up a little something, something. All right. That sounds good. Yeah. That maybe that can be kind of a thing throughout the yeah. season is creative stuff that we do in addition to drinking Yeah. <laughs> with the, all of the liqueurs and booze from our That's friends in Mississippi. Okay. Maybe this little, is fun. A little mango, a little tahini. This I is great. Know. Okay. This okay. is going to be a good thing, but all thanks right, to our friends over there. We appreciate all of your support. We haven't done this for a while, but we have a super patron of the week. Finally. Who is it? It's our friend Josh Gerlach. Uh, oh, he, Josh. He is a huge supporter of Cyclone Fanatic, and he's also a big supporter of Always Race Day and our friend Connor Ferguson, who we so lovingly refer to as Scoots. Scoots. But Josh was born and raised a Cyclone. His entire family has always loved cheering on the Cyclones for the very bad years and the good years. Here's what he told us about becoming a super patron. He said the entire Cyclone Fanatic team does a great job covering Cyclone athletics, and even through a difficult year last year, I feel like the content has gone to another level. It's been fun making new friends through Cyclone Fanatic and always race day, and I cannot wait to make some more Go Cyclones. So thank you, Josh. We appreciate you. I met Josh um, this summer and his wife at Knoxville with Corey when I was there for the truck race and they are two of the nicest people I've ever met so I'm excited to meet them at some more tailgates and I'm excited to meet a lot of people I haven't met in person before every once in a while speaking of always race day every once in a while I will get on Twitter and it'll be like whose Twitter is this it's just all like racing stuff and then it's like oh must be a race day it's it's always race day. Alisa, do you get it? Uh, yeah. Always. I got I got But yeah. yeah, so I I know everything that's happening. You're darn right. Somebody you do. got in a wreck. That's there right. Was, there was a lot of just mayhem. Hot wreckage the other day. Mm-hmm. Last night actually. A lot of it. A lot of it. Then a guy went in a bunch of circles. <laughs> I guess that's what they do is they just go in a bunch of circles and at the end one went around all those circles a little faster than the other ones. There you go, Elisa. Just uh, summarize racing in about 10 seconds. Raced. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So tonight I want to go on a rant. 
rant as i as i sometimes do, do it but i'm i want to get your take on it. we haven't actually talked about this first oh. okay so the alliance press conference last week okay i was just raging pissed and i was rage texting jared about it and i just i I thought it was one of those things where I was really mad about, and I was like, I'm going to think about this for a day or two and see if it cools down, and if it cools down, I'm going to let it go, and it ha- I haven't let it go. I'm still really mad, Yeah. and here's what it comes down to. You have three very highly paid men with immense power in the world of college athletics, which is a very powerful world, okay? You have the ACC commissioner, the Big Ten commissioner, and the Pac-12 commissioner, and did you watch or pay attention to any of the press conference? No. Okay, so do you know anything that happened? Nope. Okay, can I, I know you have taken you're intentionally taking a back seat to this i am but basically what happened and I, people who are listening probably know about this they they said you know there's no signed contract this is just kind of like a wink and a nod yeah. we're going to be buddies about this right gentleman's agreement and my problem with this is how the media went nuts everybody went nuts how as three very intelligent and powerful men do you go into a press conference with no foresight about how you're going to answer things or what's going to be asked of you or how your answers are going to be perceived yes and the reason i'm so bothered by this is because this is a pattern we see in not just college athletics but for people in power in general and it's driving me crazy it feels as if the pr department is the first to get cut it feels or, like they or they're really bad like, or yeah or they pair it with like whoever cleans the toilets or something <laughs> i mean seriously and i i know some smart people who clean some toilets so that's actually a diss to them and it's not you and i are intelligent women but yes. and but we don't work in that industry i mean and, I, and it's exactly what you said. I feel like we could be more prepared than, than we've seen. Yes. And so, okay, I, I told you the, the press count. I'm just going to read a couple of the quotes to you, and I'm going to tell you how I would have answered it differently, okay? So um, the Pac-12 commissioner said there's no signed document. There's an agreement between three gentlemen. There's no signed contract, and there doesn't need to be. The big, the no, sorry, the ACC commissioner said it's about trust. We've looked each other in the eye and made an agreement. If a signed contract is what it takes to get something considerable done, then we've lost our way. And our friend Kevin Warren over at the Big Ten, buddy Kevin, if you have to go back and look at a contract that you signed, then you probably entered a deal with the wrong parties. Okay, guys, listen, anyone with any experience in any transaction whatsoever knows that a contract is necessary. Right. It is a necessary evil or, I mean, I it's would just, like to know how they sold their house. <laughs> Or how they bought their car. Yeah. Or how you make any transaction at a store. Right. Or how they agreed to have insurance. Or how they signed their own uh, employment agreement. Or how they got married. It's wild. Crazy. wild. And this is my problem. It sounds disingenuous. And it's stupid. And it's insulting. Because everybody up there is like, guys come on we're not dumb don't treat us that way but can we can we seriously though you just said something can we pull up all of the press releases (laughs) about when they signed their contracts to get paid yeah or when they became the commissioners of their contract yeah yeah because i'm sure that they signed a com the a contract and they're matters of public record we can right. get them yeah right yeah no i know so here okay so I, here's this. Let, just trust me i'll pay you a million dollars okay so wink. this is how i would have answered this okay because you okay first of all prepare you know someone's going to say did you guys sign a contract and what did it say yeah. okay if you a if you're not prepared for that you suck at your job right b know how to answer that and here's what i would have said i thought about this for like five seconds okay <laughs> 
Okay, you say something along the lines of the landscape in college athletics changed unexpectedly and rapidly in the last couple of weeks. We're doing our best to respond quickly, but in a way that's best for our institutions and in a way that allows us flexibility to adapt to more unexpected circumstances. Like the changes we've seen, this alliance is also in its infancy. So although there's no signed document or contract today, that's an intentional decision. We expect in the days, weeks, and months to come to formalize this partnership so when the time is right and it becomes necessary, we'll address a contract. But for now, for the good of both the sport and our institutions, we felt it was necessary to publicly announce our alliance. Right. Done. Right. Like, that's all you have to do. And, this is not hard. And in that, you never said, I'm a man. <laughs> well, and I look this other man. And this is a gentleman's agreement. Yeah. And then I, never mind. It just, like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just can't, I'm, yeah. and it's the same thing. It's it's a very similar circumstance to the women's um, NCAA basketball tournament. When we said, where was the person in the room that said, guys, is this a good idea? Are right. we sure we want to go forward? Where is that person? Have we lost that person in every circumstance? Yes, we have. Can I volunteer to be that person? Because I think I would be really good at it. No, no. They can't afford to have that person because the salary of these three men have cannibalized that position because they think they can do it better. And it's like these people are surrounded by ASS kissers. Yes, men. Yes, men. Yeah. And it is a it is an epidemic right now. Yeah. And I am so sick of it. Yeah. I'm just done with it. I am a no man to a fault. I will tell you no, even if I think what you're doing is a good idea. Do you really I don't think you are. I think you're a no man to the, uh, in a good way. I am a pessimist. That's fine, but don't you think those people are necessary? Yeah. I like you need that person yes. in the room to cast out. You need someone who has the ovaries to tell you. I like what you did there. Hey, this may crash and burn. Go ahead, but here are potential issues. And my anxiety allows me to tell you those things. And it, you need a person in that room who, even if you don't believe the bad things are going to happen, to be able to point out the potential right. bad things. Right. It's like prepare, in my world, it's like preparing for a deposition. Or, you know, in someone else's world, it's like preparing for a, a debate or yeah. any, it's just, or a presentation of any kind where you're taking feedback. Yeah. You have to, I, I just, where has the step gone where you visualize what's going to be to yeah. give and take back? It's, yeah. it's just mind boggling. There, there are those people who call the insurance company with act with, and just wing it. And then there are the people who call the insurance company with all of the information in front of them prepared. And they know the first three sentences that they're going to say and possibly have them typed out on their computer to it, read. I mean, it's truly making your case Yeah, and not in a legal way. It's right. making your case right? and knowing how to do that. Right. And I just, I just feel like you, if you are in a position of power, whether it's, you know, a conference or a university or even something smaller, a football team, or you right. need to be able to answer those, be in those positions and answer right. the questions. It's honestly, it's just being prepared. Yes. And that's not, that's not a, like a, a, it's not a bad thing to be prepared. No, it's, or, it's I, a boy to, scout thing. To me, it's a requirement of those jobs. Yeah. And we keep seeing these people. F- and I'm not, I say guys, because frankly, it tends to be guys. Because well, they said it themselves. It was a gentleman's, gentleman's agreement. agreement. That was so cringy. And I hope, well, let's just boycott that phrase. Let's cancel culture that phrase. Okay. I'm here for it. I'm so sure anyway. somebody just, I'm sure somebody just turned this off. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I'm not going to miss you anyway. Well, I have a gentleman's agreement <laughs> with that person. <laughs> wink, so. wink, not. Not. <laughs> anyway, that was my rant about that. 
Do you have anything to add to that? No. Okay. I've, I I added my two cents. I have one more rant and lay it on me. It's just about the narrative of the national media. And I know Chris and Brent cover this a lot in their podcast. I think they did the, or I know they did the pod with Stuart Mandel and, um, and I think we're all feeling it. This, I mean, I think we're all feeling salty for various reasons yeah. as Iowa state fans and as big 12 fans, but this really got me fired up over the weekend when we saw UCLA's crowd with all 267 people <laughs> and Stuart Mandel tweeted something to the effect of, Oh, it's hot. There's beaches nearby and we're still in the middle yeah. of the pandemic. And okay, fine. But why does the PAC 12 get held to a different standard than those left in the angry eight? Yeah. I, I, if you're going to give them the benefit of the doubt and make excuses for them, you have to, you have to give them to the big 12. You can't, pick and ch- uh, cherry pick what to feed your narrative and right. I'm just sick of that happening it keeps happening over and over again and, and you know what it's always happened I think I'm just ultra sensitive to it now because of the conference realignment situation and then I was thinking you know what makes me so frustrated right now is that it's the national media who gets to decide which brands are valuable mm-hmm. so it's this chicken or the egg thing because if you're going to constantly say out loud that the Nebraska's of the world or the UCLA's of the world or whoever of the world is valuable. Well, you're making them valuable with their words, not necessarily with their product. Right. So as long as you continue to devalue Iowa state by casting doubt on them or calling them the little brother or saying, you know, that this is a flash in the pan moment. They said on college game day, one of the guys was like, beat Iowa, then we can talk. Oh, can we? Will you talk? But to will me you? Then? Then I, and I guess that's what I'm saying. Like, we, then guess what? If we beat Iowa, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want you to come to Ames. I'm just gonna. That's say something it else I want right to talk now. Okay, can we? Can let's just talk about it now. Lay it on me. Do you want them to come? Hell, I don't no. either. Hell no. It's amazing how much our perspective it was has a changed. Cluster bleep. But that's not okay. You and it was not fun. Tell me why you don't want them to, and then I will. Because. No, okay. It took so long to get into Ames. So yours was more of a logistical. I'm not. De- I'm Mine not was totally that. logistical. Yeah. No one knew what was going on. Yeah. I don't know if none of the police departments talked to each other or prepared. It was like one person was saying, "You have to go this direction. We go that direction." I remember then, this now and for it, you. And then the other, then somebody stops you and says, "Nope, should have gone the other direction. Sorry, not my fault." Somebody says, "This lot's closed," and then somebody starts taking twenty bucks to let people into that lot and it was just a cluster because there were so many people coming down and then the only person that you can get to come on (laughs) to talk is a country western singer who's not even from here yeah that part was weird i'm sorry what i do love eric church but not to be their picker don't and that's perfectly fine i didn't want him up there yeah no i know and all those are valid reasons honestly i would rather you have no one than some random country western singer that has nothing to do with Iowa besides the fact that part of Iowa listens to country and you listen to country music right right mine is just a complete like I want to stick it to the man like you've done this to us now I don't want you coming here and and using our success and our fans for your benefit that is mine and I I know long term it's better for Iowa State to have ESPN there and to get the eyeballs on it and I understand all that I'm just being petty and And I'm I'm gonna sit in this pettiness I love it. Well, and I know that what we're saying, what I'm saying totally 
goes against what you said is that the media is doesn't care about us and then we're saying well don't come here then no but these are no you're right but that's not even fair because they're at that point espn is capitalizing on a moment right and a rivalry where when i'm talking about espn doesn't care about iowa state i'm talking about a longer narrative you have yeah. people like reese davis who act like we're some like he's the worst but i but it, it keeps happening and yes. and what makes me so frustrated about that is they get to control it and yes. so it's just now this will if iowa state truly has this magical season that we are set up to have then at some point you've got to start acknowledging some things yeah but it will probably be um because they have to and not because they want to right. and it'll always have it feels to me right now that it'll always have this like backhanded um air of skepticism right. and i'm just so sick of that well and we hold our local media to higher expectations than that they're not even allowed to have an, a fan they're not allowed to be fans of iowa or right. iowa state or they're gonna get emails like oh you're a homer for iowa state oh you're a homer for iowa like the amount of times keith murphy gets messages right. saying like oh you're an iowa fan oh you're an iowa state fan jenny's an iowa state fan Keith is legitimately neither like just wants both of them to, to be win. successful yeah right. yeah and why can't the national media just do that like why are they holding the hand of the SEC why are they holding the hand dollar of, dollar bills y'all but why are they holding the hand of Nebraska well okay and this is my other this is that's perfect segue because I'm very frustrated by and Jared, I'm not dogging on Nebraska for the sake of dogging on Nebraska. It's just a good example. So Nebraska was wildly successful decades ago, okay? And we keep using that success as this foundation for the brand, okay? Right. So fine. And then in comparison, Iowa State has not been successful, historically successful in decades past. So we keep using that to devalue Iowa State. Yes. But when is present day going to matter? And here's why this bothers me. We are entering into an era of media that we've that's not 20 years ago right like things aren't going to look the same and so the adults in the room probably should start looking forward and considering and i know chris talks about this a lot on the radio with streaming services and um you know how things tv is going to look very different in the next round of media rights and i'm not an expert in that i don't claim to be yeah but at least i understand that the world the, the technology as it exists and the way things are going is not going to be what it was decades ago so like at some point we need to have a cutoff and say the brand that existed when most you know when I wasn't even live doesn't shouldn't matter as as much anymore right and I just I keep getting frustrated and I'm wondering when the tide's going to turn towards that it's true and I feel like I don't know if it is you know, we always have this romanticism for the teams that were, I think I just saw a rat, the teams <laughs> that were, the, it was a rat or a bunny or something disgusting. Um, it's we, a sign. Yeah, we have. It's Royce we, Davis. <laughs> <laughs> we have this romanticism for, it's either, you know, the, the teams that were really good in our childhood mm-hmm. or the teams that were really good in, like, our favorite time of our lives you know and that's natural i get it be it growing up be it high school be it college usually like in our formative years we have this romanticism for the teams that were good the 90s bulls like yeah i mean the yankees the cowboys like these are teams that were good when we were young and 
they still hold this value and it's almost like they hold this like like vintage value yeah. for us it's the old coke can or something it <laughs> right. reminds us of happier times simpler times right and so i wonder if in 20 years that that will pass or if we're just going to our generation is going to adopt that romanticism and our children's re- um, generation is going to adopt the romanticism that we had and it's just going to stay the like same. this awful cycle yeah. I hope not and that because that's what it, it's not fair right it's not fair because you're valuing something in the present day based on something that doesn't exist anymore right. well and we have to think about like our teams change I think yes. about like Chris Williams you know his team was Iowa and Same, it, that's it how changed. I grew up too yeah. right and it changed to be Iowa State and I think that in a, a broader sense that's going to start to happen like growing up my team was the Dallas Cowboys and then it changed I moved to New Orleans and it became the Saints like wearing a Saints hat that Steph got me right now <laughs> looks real good Thank sister you. I love it <laughs> um just thinking of my peeps in New yeah. Orleans and and I do not think that they got it as bad as it could have been. It sounds like so, it, which thank God. Yes. Yeah. That is good. But anyways, like we, we adapt and change and evolve. And I am hoping that the media adapts and change and evolves. But right now I'm just like screaming into the abyss. Like, I know. Stop wearing NBA jerseys without a shirt underneath <laughs> to NBA games. Like that's... <laughs> Please. No, I, it's, it's really frustrating. And it's one of those things where I, you know, I am some low life. I would say fan, nothing, my complaints <laughs> aren't going to matter, yeah. but it is, tr- I, I also feel like I'm screaming into the void right yeah. now. And I think we all feel that. And I just, I don't think we're going to create a collective voice that's loud enough because their minds are set. I yeah. just hope that, I hope that this, A, the success speaks for itself and B, some people who are maybe a little bit removed from college football and co- college athletics athletics maybe some people in business and media outside are hey you know they say hey like yeah. let's look at this a different way because the way we're going is different yeah. I don't know but Agreed. it's I just feel very salty right now and that's gonna make for an interesting few weeks the chip on the shoulder though that's our thing isn't it, it is that's that's the Iowa State way that is the the Iowa State way <sighs> and then getting kicked in the ovaries not this year I'm baby. scared I know you are <laughs> Do let's, you want to talk about how scared I am yes, right now? Okay, so let's take a break, and then let's okay. talk about how scared you are, and then it'll be our psychology discussion. Great. It's like a mental health psychology okay. yes. second half of the episode. Yes. Okay. We are, of course, brought to you by Authentic Brand. Authentic Brand is more than just your source for official cycling gear. With an amazing team of designers, Authentic Brand can custom manufacture polo shirts, jackets, caps, bags, and beyond for your team or small business. Check them out online at authentic-brand.com. Look authentic, feel authentic, be, be authentic. authentic. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Okay, Elisa, so you're scared. I'm scared. Are you, and I'm, you're not scared of you and I. Here, here's the thing. As someone who wants to be a respected journalism, a respected journalist. <laughs> you can't even call yourself the right I know. In the sports community, <laughs> I'm going to say, I do not know how ISU loses this game. Yeah. However. <laughs> in your heart and soul, you're terrified. However, as someone who doesn't want to step on a crack and break my mama's back, I'm terrified. Yeah, I get it. I'm, t- I'm scared. Listen. I, I think we're all in the same boat. We've seen enough things to make us, if, if you're not scared, you're too young. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're a child. And I'm going to tell you what has happened. Just in the last 24 hours, finally today, I said, you know what? It's game week. And I said it. And I said it out loud. To yourself? To or? myself. Okay. Because I talked to no one. Yeah. I said it to myself. And I was like, it's game day. It's game week. This is going to happen. We're going to play you and I, whether I'm scared or not. Also true. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so I said, how do you prepare, Elisa? (laughs) So. Because Elisa speaks to herself in third person when she's talking to herself. So I said, let's go, let's go listen to football and random things. (sighs) Jeff Woody made me feel okay. Wow. I know. I'm stressed right now. Could Woody be your new therapist? Uh, maybe. Okay. And here's why is that he just broke it down in a way that I felt like I trusted him. Yeah. And I feel like he broke it down in just such a small way that he was just being so very specific yeah. with things that I was like, I trust him. And I don't know if I should trust him. <laughs> But he made me feel better. I find Jeff Woody to be a very trustworthy man. So and there I, you go. I'm, and he did say he did not want to be Homer. But I don't know. Does he want to be a... Is he a Homer no, at heart? Uh, well, maybe at heart. But, I mean, aren't we all a little bit? Right. I don't think he is. And I think he was telling the truth. And I listened to the episode today, almost all the way through. <laughs> Because I don't have a very good um, attention span. Attention span. No, not you. What squirrel? Rat. Rat. Right. right. <laughs> um, and I felt. I just feel better. Okay, good. I feel more confident. I'm. I do not feel as if I would like to put money down on this game, but just the way that he explained it, and then also it reminded me that you and I has had like three months off. That's right. Like, that's it. Mm -hmm. And that's not even really enough time to, like, heal a high ankle sprain. You know what I mean? And I just feel like these guys, we're going to see 
this season what it what this shortened season is all about you know what the shortened off season is all about and what the toll it's going to take on their bodies which I don't I'm not excited for I'm not excited that you and I is going to come in limping possibly because they didn't have enough time like these are men like these are human beings Mm -hmm. I want them to be able to recover but that was the decision that their league made to you know play a spring season so it's tough so they're coming into it having not been able to recover and then also I think that Jared brought this up is that they're bringing back almost everybody which may or may not be a good thing and it tells you that these guys believe in their system and it tells you that they believe in their chances of winning but if they weren't all that great last year, right? They probably—it's not like you had a wild turnaround, right? Time. And they did not. They had time to possibly recover from the season before. They didn't have the time to, you know, build those calf muscles right. that Purdy has that we <laughs> may or may not have noticed. Maybe, <laughs> definitely, maybe not. But you know what I mean? Like you said, like you love what the strength and conditioning coach I meant is that, doing. I meant that like I was making yeah. a joke about his ridiculous right. size, but also did you see the picture of right. Reese today? Yeah. His freaking biceps? Yeah. They're the size of my thighs. Right. And like. Which my thighs are very muscular. But <laughs> Charlie Kohler has put on like 10 or 12 yeah, pounds. It's wild. Said. Like. 10 or 12 pounds of muscle on like a tall guy that's a decent amount yeah, no, and that's going to change yeah. the game for him and I think that you and I just ha- didn't have that opportunity yeah no. I think that they they have the opportunity to start at where they started last season which sucks like that's hard they're older they know the system better they can reflect on how they played better last year but I don't know just listening to Jeff and listening to our BFF Jared they made me feel better they deserve raises they do they totally do so okay this is <laughs> speaking of making you feel better you sent me a text a, few, a couple of weeks ago um about the sport the psychology of what it's like to bring a lot of players back and I know you and I could arguably benefit from the same thing yeah. but we were talking about how much of a benefit it could be for Iowa State was it who who did you hear this was it um, Cowherd so Cowherd was talking about it as it pertained to the NFL right and to the preseason games and he was kind of talking about like Justin Fields when he first got to Chicago it's like he didn't know where to park he didn't know where to poop everything is he didn't, brand right, spanking new right. and a lot of those guys they don't even have to think about how to get there they just drive there but the, he had to take up room he had to take up space Head in space. his mind and in his thoughts and you know a lot of these guys they can drive there and be thinking about the plays he has to drive there and be thinking about turn left turn right and he doesn't have he doesn't have that available space that they have because everything is just automatic everything is just happening it's a um I don't know what the word is. It just happens. It's your routine. Yeah. 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 And so he was talking about 
you know, a lot of these rookies, you're going to see them come into their own later you know, in the season. Two or th- yeah. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, two weeks in, Justin Fields started to really click and it started to happen. And I think that that's the case with Iowa State with bringing back a bunch of guys, a bunch of the key guys, is that things just are going to click for them. They know where to go. They know how to do things. A game morning is not going to be different. The only thing them. that's new, and I'm using air quotes this year, is the crowd because that was gone from, I mean, because of the pandemic. Right. But that's a, to me, that's a positive new and that's not anything necessarily that they need to think about it's just different right the game day experience yeah and everyone's going to be dealing exactly with that, whether yep. you're, a yeah, you're right or that's, not yeah that's not unique to yeah. the older guys right yeah but and I think that um I just think that there t- there's some time that takes to buy into like Matt Campbell and to buy into culture, the process, all of the the key words, all of those things, you know, it takes some time to start to understand what it's like to be a member of that community. And I think that a lot of them already have that and already know that. And so they bought in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they don't need to spend time figuring out where to poop, where to, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah, no, truly where to put their pads after the game. (laughs) You know what I mean? They're not thinking about the trivial things. things like that. And then it's the, the deeper stuff like what does it mean to be a part of this team yeah. and I, th- I mean I think we saw a giant shift in that last year and especially at the end of the season yeah. so I think you're right and I think um I, I'm hopeful and Jared mentioned this in his musings today which I thought were awesome you should read them if you haven't but that maybe that will be the cure to the slow start to the season that we've seen um that maybe this is kind of the turning point where he's got a bunch of veterans who are bought in and then the young guys that because there are a lot of young guys on the the depth chart you know like they will they have the benefit of seeing these guys who are fully bought in and it's just hopefully the cycle is of buying it is much faster now so i i thought that was an amazing point that you brought up and it was worth sharing and we're watching a coach who's a brilliant coach but he's also a young coach and he's yes. he's manifesting his um his processes and he's he's figuring out some things on his own and we could see the the shortcomings at the beginning of the season the last couple right. seasons and I'm I'm hopeful because I've watched him grow in the last couple of years I'm hopeful that that is an area where he is focusing and, and we talked about that it's a mental thing yes. and a lot of the older coaches maybe aren't as focused on the the mental aspects. And I think there's a lot of coaches, um, particularly in college football, who are stuck in their ways and set in their ways, and it's my way or the highway. And I know Coach Campbell is stubborn in a lot of things, but I also know, I mean, I don't know him personally, but from talking to people who do know him personally and from seeing what his teams are doing, that he is constantly reading and learning how the brain works and how the mental processes work. So I'm yeah. just, I'm sure he's implementing all of those things and evolving as it go as he evolves. Yeah. Too. So I don't know. I feel like we're really lucky in that way to to have a young coach who's open minded and willing to kind of um, I don't know if, if something's not working change it right yeah I mean sports psychology is not a new thing no I took a sports psychology class how many years ago when I was at Iowa State like it's a it's been a thing for a while we had a textbook with historical information in it (laughs) about this is not a new gig right it's not a new thing but it depends it 
I think that the coaches who buy into it can really have a leg up, especially in these times. Yeah. I say with air quotes, but it's unprecedented times. We all say we're we're prepared. I'm ready for precedented times. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Gosh. During these unprecedented times, I think that the people, the coaches who are focused on not only physical but also mental health are going to have a leg up i totally agree with you and i think that's becoming more important more important by the day i do too do you want to talk about tailgating to round out the pod surely um are you bringing anything specific on saturday do you know I don't know. Okay. I don't plan these things this far ahead. Well, I I did because I was, you know, preparing for this podcast, (laughs) Elisa. No, I just was thinking, so it's a 3.30 kick. Yes. It's going to be hopefully a nice day. I mean, we might get a little rain, but like it's not going to be 700 degrees, which is perfect. Okay. But I was thinking you need like sustenance, as you said before we started recording. You need bread. You need things to like keep you going. I feel like cheese is a go-to. Yeah, so perfect that you say that. I think I'm going to bake like a jalapeno cheddar beer bread. All that sounds like good thing. Right? Yeah, because you have the cheese, the bread, just to soak up all that alcohol. Yeah. (laughs) But I just, I don't know. Like, I prefer, I do, and I never, I don't like coming to a tailgate empty-handed. Oh, yeah. That's kind of my rule. So that's, that. I think that's what I'm going to do. I always come with sweets. I always, I, cookies are easy for me to make. Yeah, totally easy. So I always come with just like a bag full of cookies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I will tell you one thing that does not fare quite as well at a tailgate (laughs) that you may think would is scotcheroos. Because they melt. They melt. Yep, been there, done and that. They also get very sticky. Same with marshmallow or uh, rice krispie treats. Yep. They melt too. They I've melt. also been there and done that. Yeah. But See, listen to us. We'll teach you all the ways. <laughs> okay, I am gonna try something new yes. because I have seventeen thousand seltzers from just like you know, like you get you yeah. have one can left over here, yeah. and one can left over there, and you want to try one of yes, and some of them are gross something. and whatever. Yeah. So I was thinking last night what I. Th- because I think this is, could be pretty easy to make like a cocktail with the seltzer. Yeah. So I just Googled. There are so many oh, good sure. ideas. One of them, one that I, this one might be kind of tricky for depending on your tailgate setup, but there's seltzer slushies, Ooh. which is ju- it's literally the, you know, the seltzer and then ice and yeah. fruit. And how good would that be? Oh, especially on a warm day. Yeah. You'd have to make it a little bit ahead. But it'd be easy. Yeah. You know what I keep thinking about is that my roommate used to make, you know, I don't even know if they still make these. It's like gummy bears, but they're like lifesaver gummies. Yes, they make them. Do they still make those? Yes, they do. Okay. And they make them on all, they have different flavors. So every Friday night, I would come home from God knows where, Carl's place. I don't know. Truthfully, I have no idea. The exchange, God, is the exchange still even there? I don't know. Okay, anyways, I would come home from there. I would open up the fridge, and I would say a little prayer, and there it would be. Soaked in vodka. Say that. Those little gummies. Bring it back. I gotta bring it back. That's your that's your go to for this weekend. My roommate used to make that, and then she made like this best the best Chex mix that was just like that is a good that's a good like tailgate two snack. sticks of butter mm-hmm. and oh it mm-hmm. was so good. But she made it so well. Tracy, if you're listening, <laughs> we we love your I Chex love mix. you. I miss you. 
That's I'm a sorry. I ate half of your gum. <laughs> well, she she put them in the fridge. That was her risk. And that was honestly a good breakfast. Oh, you're just that just sounds terrible. Mm. I think it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be. I'm hoping for a sunny day. At yeah. least in, a nice day. If yes. nothing else. But um, if you see us around, please say hi. Yes. I really. I seriously am so excited to see people and hug people. <laughs> and if you don't want to hug, like say something before I get within five feet of you because I'm just gonna run at you and hug you there's your warning everybody i don't need a hug i'll i'll hug you okay. on behalf of every high stranger. fives yes course light <laughs> hell yes sorry i should say bush light right no please i don't want a camel can i want a course light i want a, a do you want to disclose where you're rocks? gonna be I have no idea. Okay. All right. Girl, I don't know. I don't this even is, know. This is the difference between the two of us <laughs> and the fact that I, like, two years later, pretend like I don't know this. I will say I have heard that they are taking pre-orders for parking. Mm-hmm. So maybe this could solve all of your it could two year ago problem. it could or what could happen is that we could show up with our little ticket printed off and the lot would be full listen and i don't would tell us oh sorry you take your pessimism out the door right now because this it's- isn't pessimism <laughs> This is a learned behavior. I'm just saying I want some positivity as we end the podcast going into week one. Here's Can you my, just do that for me? Yeah, here's my positivity. I'll have a shot for you if you'll have a shot for me can before we, this game. Can we do it together? Sure. Okay. You find me or I'll find you. Listen. Wherever you may be. What time are you getting there? I don't know because it's so far ahead of time. I haven't prepared. Well, if it's after 11. It's not after 11. Give me a break. (laughs) All right. It's going to be fun. Say hi to us if you see us. We love you all. We're so excited. Thank you for riding along with us all of these these weeks. We appreciate everybody so much. Game week. Game week. Hey, yo. Go Cyclones. Go State.